Hello and welcome to another episode of Loud Pipes. And before we get this one started, we just want to let everyone know that episode 46 with Ms. Aaron Shaw was also done as video. So check out our YouTube channel or click the direct link in the show notes for episode 46 and that will take you straight to a video version of this episode. Enjoy. Loud Pipes is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. If you're interested in helping the show and receiving rewards for your contribution, check out loudpipes.net slash donate. It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDub Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located, here's Rich Warfield and Rico Bogan. Loud Pipes episode 46, and we are recording this week in Atlanta, in the beautiful state of Georgia. I have my co-host here as usual, Mr. Rico Hogan. How are you, man? Doing well. How are you? Not bad. We had a nice ride down here, and we also brought our technical director along, Mr. Maracle. How are you, buddy? Doing good, guys. Doing good. Nice. So yeah, we a little bit of rain on our way to Atlanta. Not too bad. We covered about 260 miles for me, and John was... 450. Nice. The long distance rider yes, of the yeah. group. Yeah. You got me beat. I only got 188. Yeah. Got to step it up, Rigo. Got to step I'm it trying. up. I'm trying. Yes. All right. So we are in Atlanta for some exciting interviews today. And our first one is none other than Ms. Aaron Shaw, who is the vice president and general manager for the USA of the Jekyll and Hyde Company. And we want to welcome Aaron to our show. Welcome to Loud Pipes. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Really excited. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, this is fun. So Aaron brought us down to Atlanta to check out what she's doing with Jekyll and Hyde here in the U.S. We've got a really cool product to talk about. And plus, she has another nice little side project to talk about. And she's very fast on a motorcycle. So we'll be talking about her, her baby as well. And we have a couple other people we're going to be interviewing throughout today. And we'll be spinning those into later episodes. So... Without further ado, we'll get started. Thanks. I'm really, I'm really excited to be here and, um, and talking about Jekyll and Hyde exhaust, or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Yeah, Hyde is the right. actual yeah, brand right. name of the exhaust. <laughs> well, I guess before we get too far, we should first thank you for dinner last night. That was lovely. Right, yes, right. Thank you very My much. pleasure. My Went pleasure. out to Houston's, had some good food and some libations, of course. Yes, and yes indeed. A good time was had by all. So... Rico's probably going to do a lot of the talking for this one because you yeah. you two have had a lot of conversation That'll work. off to the side. And I know you've also, you met up at the Victory and Indian Demo Ride recently. Yes. Yeah. yes. And that's what started this whole thing. So yeah, yeah. let's let's first start with the company and in, in terms of what you do and kind of what's bringing you to the U.S. and for this product. Sure. So Jekyll and Hyde is uh, a company that's about 19 years old in Europe and uh, basically the whole the whole thing is about an electronically controlled adjustable valve in the exhaust that allows it to go from quiet to loud. So quiet's your kind of Dr. Jekyll, the nice, respectable doctor mode. And then Mr. Hyde is your loud mode. And that's the one that you can kind of really get your rebel out. So it's uh, basically tuning your sound on the fly. Cool. She said, get your rebel out. I think that's yeah. the one that we like. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Gotta watch we, you guys. We made a little bit of noise coming into Atlanta. Yes. And into the garage here. And yeah, the garage. Yeah, exactly. And the restaurants. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah. So, um, as we're down here and, um, like you said, we had a couple different things going on, but we want to focus mainly on the exhaust and we'll talk about that and the bikes that will fit on. We'll talk about, um, the benefits of having this exhaust and, um, how cost effective is it? So let's, let's get started with that. So tell us a little about a little bit about the product. Sure. Sure. It's, uh, well, again, it's uh, all made in Europe, so German components. Um, everything's basically milled, chromed, CNC'd in Germany, assembled in Holland. The company is a Dutch company out of the Netherlands. So for those of you who aren't quite sure, Holland <laughs> is the Netherlands, and those are Dutch people. And, um, and so they've been, uh, they've been wildly successful with it in Europe. Um, but it's all stainless steel product, um, and it's... Uh, Essentially, a, a valve that has cables to it um, that are then driven by an aeronautic-grade servo motor. Um, there's a brain that kind of fits under the seat and connects to your ignition power, and then there's a sound switch that's uh, mounted on your handlebars. So on the fly, you compress it, and the valve closes, and it goes about five decibels less than stock. Or press it again, and it goes about ten to twenty decibels louder than your stock exhaust the go button yeah no yeah. so so what 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 prompted this exhaust to be, to come into existence good good question so in europe there's this funny thing that happens um and it's called sound tickets so the police are really really diligent and there's a lot of um there's a lot of tickets that are given out in they're very expensive so in germany for example if you're in sound violation um, and they pretty much check everybody every time they pull you over for anything. They check you. Uh, it's a thousand dollar ticket. Um, the worst I've heard is in Switzerland. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Yes. It's a three thousand dollar ticket, Whoa. and they confiscate what? your bike. Yep, the flatbed pulls up. They just take your bike, and they're saying when you get a real exhaust that actually meets the the governmental standards, you can have your bike back. So. As it goes, that's what really prompted it because they wanted a pipe. The company wanted to make a pipe that actually could go quiet and kind of be within the law. Mm. But then, you know, wherever you're outside of town or, you know, you're kind of cruising or you want to pull into the biker bar and kind of be a badass, uh -huh. you can hit the button and suddenly turn it up and get crazy. Um, so, yeah. so how would that work if you have your exhaust on and you get pulled over because you had it open? And um, you turn it off when they got you pulled over. How how does that work? Would they how you know? Would they recognize that? Wait, this was a guy that was driving by. Why is it all quiet all of a sudden? Do they look for a particular button on the on the handle? <laughs> well, sort of it's, it's, it, too, right? I think well, you mentioned it's on the pipe itself. Yeah, there, there's actually a serial number on the pipe. So um, what what they'll they basically know the brand in Europe. So it's a very, very widely known brand. Actually, it's probably the number two or number three exhaust of any exhaust in Europe. Okay. Um, but what they'll do is just make sure that your pipe is conforming, which means it has a quiet mode. All right. And then they'll probably scold you by saying, you know, you got to keep that in quiet mode. Right. So, um, but by the time they pull out the decibel meter, um, you are in quiet mode and you're, oh. you're uh, well within the law. Awesome, awesome. Um, and so now you're going to ask me, <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, what say, brings it but to girl, the US, right? I've never even heard of anybody that's got a sound ticket. So I'm going to ask you, have you ever heard of anybody that's actually got a sound ticket? No. How, how about yours? I, I've read, there's, there's a few towns that are getting kind of finicky nowadays in, in the U.S., yep. but mainly like the small towns and 
you know, mayors that have something to prove kind of thing, but it, it's very widely dispersed. You know, it's not widespread that people are getting to, I mean, look at my bike. I'm riding with Vance and Hines. They are baffled, but they're still very loud. And, you know, I ride it all over the place. Never had a problem. Yeah, it's, I, I've actually never met anyone that's ever gotten a ticket. Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> In Venice Beach, California, because I used to live near there, they have given tickets. Newport Beach, California. I hear Myrtle Beach. But you really have to be kind of obnoxious to get a yeah. ticket. Yeah. So, so in Europe, it's easy because a couple of tickets and you can buy our exhaust. But here, the real, the real story is, kind of really, do you want the freedom to change your sound? Yeah. Do you want to be able to go quiet? Um, and we're finding more and more people are saying, yeah, I actually kind of like my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm coming in late or I'm leaving early um, doing God knows what. But I don't want to disturb my neighbors. Or you're on a long ride and you're getting just pelted with, you know, after an hour or two. I think that you were talking about Guilty as charged yeah. for the second time. On both. <laughs> and so it's comfort because it's, you know, you're, you're actually not beating up your ears, but it's also safety because just so you know, after about half an hour over 100 decibels, you actually start losing hearing. You're supposed to say, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That joke worked so well last night, though. <laughs> so those are, those are the things that kind of... Um, that kind of are, are, are the thing reasons that you'd want this pipe. Okay. So cost uh, of the, of this exhaust system and um, yeah, let's, let's talk about cost. Okay, oh, sure. Let's... So for the Harley Davidson model, um, it's 1850 retail. Okay. Um, and for Indian and Wait. gold. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. And then for you Goldwing tell. and for uh, Indian, um, which we also make, it's 1950. It's a bigger pipe. Okay. Um, and we also are making it for BMW and GS series in Europe. That hasn't come here yet. Okay. Um, so instantly, we usually get the reaction, wow, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Two things you should know. First is, um, this is a super premium quality pipe this is not um this is probably the best made pipe in the world all german components assembled in holland like i talk about but everybody who's seen this pipe every service manager every parts manager every gm and i've seen a lot of those guys they look at this and they're like wow that's a super quality pipe and you can tell it you can feel it it's um it's really it's really um well made for example, we use 316 stainless on the inside of the exhaust. Most exhausts don't even go there. Huh. We have special packing on the inside that doesn't blow out because it's got to be able to keep the sound down. Mm. Um, and that is also wrapped with an outer layer of Nomex, so it doesn't, you know, it stops heat from discoloring the chrome. All those types of things are really important. It's also, when you think about it, two exhausts, not one. Huh. You're buying um, a quiet exhaust because there's a, a chamber that where some of the exhaust basically gets extra dampening, uh-huh. and then there's a, a, a loud exhaust, so you're almost buying two exhausts. Wow. So what about weight? How much weight does it add to the bike? Um, we're within usually about a half a pound of the uh, original Soft. exhaust, Okay. Um, and most of that's the valving, because the, that valve is pretty beefy. Wow. It has to take on, I mean, you're, you're looking over 1,000 degrees, and it's, uh, it took a few years to perfect it, but, um, but now the system is unbelievably fail-safe. It's, we got about a 0.5% defect rate. And if you know wow. anything about consumer products, Impressive. that's yeah, like that's, virtually that nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. 
Now, before you finish the pricing argument, so I've seen the pipes for the Indian and the Harley touring bikes, but I know you, you don't have one for the soft tail, but can you talk about some of the challenges of making that for the soft tail where the pipes probably not going to be as large or not as big around in diameter? Well, we do make it for the soft tail in Europe. Um, Darn, and they get everything. What's, what's the, the company made a decision that we want to make sure that we're EPA compliant across the board and that we pass all state emissions requirements. Okay. The soft tail exhaust has a catalytic converter inside the exhaust. All the other touring bikes don't. Do not. Um, okay. They're in the header system or near the header. So, um, so they have it in Europe where they, it's a different kind of catalytic system, so it's much easier. Um, but right now we've got it designed, we've got it built. We just have to get the California, and, California yeah. air resources board certifying it. So, all right. Yeah. I'll be watching for that for sure. Cause to kind of quickly step back to the, the noise thing. Yeah. I would totally love to, to be able to sneak out at night, you know, in, in Charlotte it's hot, it's hot in the summer, right? It's the South. So often we want to take a night ride and I just, I just don't want to fire it up at nine or 10 o'clock at night. Everyone's probably asleep or at least all the little kids in the neighborhood are asleep. So that's the last thing I want to do is fire up my, my deuce and head out. Do, do we believe that? Because no. I'm getting that. He's coming in from the bars at 2 in the morning, and he just want to say, honey, he, no. wants her, he doesn't want to hear. He wants to go stealth, man, yeah. and just kind of. My, know, my boys want to hear the bike when I get home. So He's blushing, by the way. Funny. I don't know if you can see that. He's like beat red. Wait, turn that camera off. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is I've known his wife for as long as I've known him. And yes, she would not be happy if he came rolling in at two o'clock in the morning from a bar. He he would have to spend a couch for about the next couple of weeks. But she goes to sleep about ten, so she would hear you okay. come in. Nice. One one other thing about the pricing, which um, I you know it's it's kind of a harder thing to explain. Mm-hmm. We haven't found the sound bite for it yet, right. but one day we hope to get the sound bite, which is you well, know I spent eighteen all this money on. Oh, yeah, it's like wow, it's a lot. Okay. Now we're going to go deep into bike land and to, into kind of like what happens with an exhaust. First off, you should know that um, there's very few things that basically influence the longevity of your bike. Um, gasoline is one. Air-fuel mixture is one. Mm-hmm. And that's all basically regulated a lot by the exhaust. So if you put, oh, another exhaust or what we'll call a normal exhaust, an open pipe exhaust, so whether can be one of a number of brands, SNS, Reinhardt, Vanson Hines, all great exhaust. They make great sounds. I know you have one. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, they're awesome pipes. But you should just know it's like an empty plumbing tube. <laughs> and it's just got some packing around it. It's just a, it's just a tube. Okay. I mean, it could be a downspout, for God's sakes. Um, and they're beautiful, and they work, and they're awesome. <laughs> but what happens is the air, the air flow is much faster through that exhaust because it's moving fast. There's nothing to obstruct it. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly if you pop out the baffles, um, it's just moving through. So your air-fuel mixture goes lean. When your air-fuel mixture goes lean, it starves your engine, which then puts extra heat on the rings and the pistons and just about everything else, mm-hmm. which basically means your, your bike is going to have some real problems probably a year or two years down the road. So when you buy those pipes, what most mechanics will tell you is you should remap your bike, mm-hmm. which is essentially a software download or an ECU reflash. Um, and then you've got to put usually a super tuner on it or a power commander, which is a way for it to adjust the air-fuel mixture in, in concert with your brain, right. uh, your ECU. Um, 
And then, of course, you've got to put an extra air filter or a bigger air filter on it so it can suck in more oxygen to then mix with that greater amount of fuel. All because why? Because that exhaust is pushing more air out faster. Yeah, more out, more in. Right. So now you start looking at a, at a stage one download. You start looking at a stage one air filter. You start looking at um, a super tuner. And then on top of that, you might even want to dyno the bike. You don't have to. But if you just do that, you're pressing close to $2,000. Already, right? Already. And that's the best way you should handle an open exhaust. Our exhaust, you do not need to map it. You do not need to put any of that stuff on. And it's a, it's kind of a crazy bit of feat of engineering. Wow. So how much horsepower is gained with your pipes? So in the closed position, it's exactly the same as stock um, because the back pressures are the same. And because we've had a lot of people say, well, wait a second. It's like, no, no, no. When the valve is closed, we're not shutting off the exhaust. All right. We're redirecting yeah. it to an outer chamber that actually pulls more of the dampening material around it. So it it can quiet it down. Same back pressure, so pretty much the same performance, exactly the same performance as yeah. the as stock. When the valve is open, you're getting about 6 to 10% more power through the RPM curve. And that is a noticeable boost. And so you're like, but wait, isn't the air-fuel mixture changing? Ha mm-hmm. ha! Your O2 sensors um, can go plus or minus 20. Uh, and for our exhaust... It easily, we only need about 7% on that, that change of air fuel okay. for that performance in the open position. So that's why it doesn't need to be remapped or putting a super tuner on it or a new air filter on it. All right. So, yeah, and I think, no, sorry, I was going to say, I think even, even the 1800 or 2000 can be a little conservative because if you upgrade any of those parts in that chain, like you said, if you, if you want a specific type of EFI system or if you want a certain type of air cleaner, and Sands design, mm-hmm. then you can easily get into the 2500 mark. So yeah, yeah, I think even, you know, 1800 is probably calling it on the low end yeah, if, I mean, if you're doing yeah. the whole thing, soup to nuts. I mean, just the, just the air filter, low is about 150. Um, the high is about 500. Yeah. And, you know, so, so we, we took the lower end of that. But yeah, you can, you can go crazy with that tuning of the bike. And by the way, the bike performs flawlessly. I mean, it's a good thing to do. And you can do that with our pipe as well. It's not like you, you don't have to do that. Right. But what we're just saying is you don't need to do that. You can add that on, on top of the system. Yeah. You can still do the air cleaner as well. So what if you've already spent all this money on all those upgrades and you want to get your pipe? I mean, are, are there any benefits if you've done all the mapping, the bigger air filter? Is there a, a bigger boost when you put your pipes on or is yep. it just as... Totally is. You'll, you'll, you'll generally get somewhere between 10 and 15% more performance on top of the 6 to 10 that we already got you with the exhaust. Wow. So, so it really is a noticeable change. There is a catch. Okay. The catch is this. Anytime you put a new exhaust on a tuned bike, you have to retune the bike. Yeah, um, so if, if you're changing from a Reinhardt to a Vance and Hines, you have to retune the bike. So changing from a Vance and Hines to a Jekyll and Hyde, you have to retune the bike. It's just that's just the way that goes. Huh. So do you retune it back to factory? Is no. that what you recommend or just no, whatever? We we all are most big brands, um, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is one of them, um, have our specs with Dynajet. Okay. So you can literally plug it in and it'll give you the readouts for what you have to do and it'll find out if you've got what type of super tuner or power commander you've got on it, what type of air filter, what type of bike. 
and it'll basically give you the stats to tune it. Okay. From there, some people like to go to the, do the Dino Tune. Mm-hmm. Um, that can, by the way, add somewhere between three and five hundred bucks. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I skipped that on my bike because you know I already spent pretty good money, and it was like, yeah, you know, we can put it in the Dino and really fine tune it, and then you start looking at the price sheet, you're like. A couple extra horsepower yeah. that's okay. Right. We don't need that. But you know, most of the most of the software is so tuned beautifully yeah. that you almost don't need to dyno. But to really, you know, if you're sensitive and you you can tell at forty three hundred RPM, <laughs> Could use I'm a noticing more. a yeah. slight dip. Then you should definitely dyno your bike. Got it. Cool. That's good stuff. So the so the value is sold, I think, in that yeah, in that category. Totally makes sense. And it's the only you know. Again, it's like two exhausts. It's the only exhaust where you can literally turn it off. Right. Uh, you know, you can go stealth mode, or you can go this kind of crazy sinister mode. Right. And uh, um, and I got to tell you, it's not the loudest pipe in the world. If you want a super loud pipe, saw off your headers. That's what I suggest. <laughs> it saws you, all. And then it's what you want. After that, just buy one of the open tube pipes. You know, and the packing blows out after about a year. You're supposed to repack them after about a year. Um, our packing does not blow out because of this string, this kind of very cool system that we have. Um, but yeah, it can you know you can go loud, or you can at least have the freedom to choose your sound, and that's kind of what Jekyll and Hyde. I'm offers. sure. I'm sure after a couple of years of having the pipes on your bike, they'll somewhat get a louder. I'm imagining. Shockingly, not. We've got over a million miles on that dampening material. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it, they actually pioneered a single strand kind of cage that's on the front of it, so the packing doesn't blow out. And again, on the backside, it's Nomex. I've never seen a pipe ever that has that. Wow. And the reason is because they're like, yeah, we we're just very finicky in Europe, and if chrome discolors or yellows or blues, it's it's an automatic return. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many very good name brand pipes I've seen. And I'm like, yeah, that bike got hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rich, I could. Yes, sir. How's your packing? Yeah, this packing you speak of. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> How many years? <laughs> yeah, we, that's all right. We won't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So let's let's talk about uh, how reversible is it. So, if let's say I don't like the pipes or 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 whatever, how easy is it to remove them and reinstall pretty, the old ones? Pretty easy. Um, the pipe is self-contained, it's, um, and so it's a slip-on. So yeah. the valving, those chambers, everything, that's all pre-assembled and done. So you're essentially putting a slip-on. And then we're tracing the cables up and then basically using connectors and zip, zip ties and okay. stuff to connect them to the frame right. um, behind the side covers. And then, um, then you trace the, trace the wire to the sound switch, uh, usually underneath the tank and up through the bars. Uh-huh. Takes about... Two hours to install. All right. Um, I could probably take it off in about 45 minutes. Wow. Um, so That's it's, cool. uh, it's, it's relatively easy if you do want to take it off. But it, we're pretty damn sure yeah, that you once you get yeah. this thing on, you're going to be gonna like, be why done. would I ever? Why would I go back? Why would I ever want to go back? Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Well, that's a good point. And installation, this uh, would require a professional installation or can a DIY kind of person do this? Yeah. Very good question. And it's, we recommend highly that you do it with a dealer. Um, in fact, we only sell to dealers. And so we're essentially a wholesaler. Um, every once in a while we get like a custom builder, uh, or we get a, uh, a a real wrench head who's, you know, 
who's like, you know, I have every tool known to man. And I'm like, okay, I do you have the left sprocket adjuster for the 1930? Yes. And I'm like, okay, you can, you can, get, <laughs> you, you can get one. Um, and the only reason we do that is because uh, um, it's not a complicated install at all. But you do have to, you know, get under the side covers. You have to, pull, you, know, you have to be able to connect into the accessories port. Some people have trouble with that. Um, uh, and just making sure that it, it's all done correctly is why we like to go back through dealers. Yeah. Cool, cool. And I'm, I'm assuming that's part of the warranty as well. You know, once the dealer installs it, that, that goes hand in hand with the product? Yeah, yeah. And we're just like a slip-on. So, um, and we're connecting into the accessories port power. So no issues there. Yeah. So can you talk about how, sort of how things are going in the U.S.? So I know this is wildly popular in Europe. The fines would be enough to send me in this direction. Right. Plus, plus the the dual sound. I mean, that's yeah, that's that awesome. is a, a great idea. But so, how how are things shaping up in the U.S. for you? I, it's going really well, um, and I'm I'm actually really happy with how things have been progressing. Um, they tried to run it from Europe, but then, and actually, I shouldn't say they tried. They actually started by running it from Europe, as most companies do. Yeah, you know, you fly people in, you kind of get the 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 feel of the market, and that was in twenty late twenty fourteen. 2015, they started really making a push into shows, um, and uh, and we're now in, I don't know, I guess we're almost up to 40 dealers uh, across the country. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, the, we're, we're moving it. Where I really get a thrill is when we get, um, we get somebody who gets the exhaust and then just kind of glows about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an install here recently on a Harley trike. Um, and this, this guy is, uh, kind of an ex Marine, you know, older gentleman. And he's, he's just really into it. Loves European quality the whole nine yards. And so he called me the, the day after the install and I thought nothing, nothing can go wrong. Right. We have such a low defect rate. I, I wonder if he's happy with it. Uh-huh. He called me and I said, oh, you know, Hey, how you doing? And he goes, you know, doing fine. Everything's cool. And he said, I'm loving the pipe. And I said, oh, good, I'm glad. <laughs> and he goes, no, I'm really loving the pipe. You guys are going to do really well here. I know it's going to go well. I said, well, thank you. You just made my whole day. That's right. awesome. He goes, I just ordered another one for my, oh, ah. my Road King. <laughs> nice. I said, are you kidding me? He goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing. Wow. So, yeah. And he, uh, with that guy. He, actually put, um, he actually put jackpot ceramic headers on it. And oh. when we installed it on the trike, it actually, because it cools the exhaust, it actually makes the sound even a bit louder and more beefy. Oh, and I was like, wow, we got to. Impressive. I got to hear this. Thing. Yeah, I was saying, we got to hear these because I've always been looking for that like deep hot rod rumble, you know, like yeah. an old 60s big block kind of sound, you know, and, and mine are, you know, we talk about the packing. They're getting a little bright mm-hmm. lately, you know, because it's probably blown out and it's much more yep. straight through than it used to be. But when they were stock, not stock, sorry. When they were new, they had right. they had a nice tone, and now they're they're getting a little too bright for my mm-hmm. taste. Yeah, it's the science of sound is pretty insane. Um, so, like when the exhaust comes into the first chamber, they're saying, you know, how long that chamber is, how big the diameter of the holes are, the angle of the cut of the holes mm-hmm. in the stainless steel all affect how the sounds bouncing around and how. It can take out high frequencies if you do it right. Huh. And then where the valve got placed so that the back pressures are the same and when the valve is closed. I mean, an amazing amount of science went into this thing. And mm-hmm. so 
Um, it's really, it's, it's quite impressive when I go back to the lab in Holland, you know, I always, I always kind of go back and talk to the engineers and, uh-huh. and, and those guys just are, I'm always blown away by the absolute level of micro detail these guys go to, to make this thing the best exhaust that they, you know, can possibly be. Wow. Cool. All right. Any and other? the testers, that must be fun. The people that get to test them. Yeah. We got Absolutely. Can yeah. we, can we Mom, get a set? Guys, it, can we get a set? pipes. Yeah. Can we get a set? Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll work a deal with you. I'll work a deal with you. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. yeah, well, yeah, they would look good on the Roadmaster because they're, they, um, size-wise, they're they're not much bigger than stock, diam- sorry, diameter-wise. Yep, they're a little bit bigger, just but not, bit bigger. not much, okay. yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think, I think you'd, you'd really get a wow out of it. Yeah. So, so we, do, we do the Indians, we do Harley, we do Goldwing. Funny thing about Goldwing... Because for Harley and Indian, most of the time you want a loud pipe, right. but you want to be able to turn it down. Right. For the Goldwing, actually, it's a pretty quiet bike. And yeah. so a lot of the guys want it up. And yeah. so I just installed one recently. And uh, the guy who's a master uh, instructor for the Motorcycle Safety Foundation, and he's got the Honda Goldwing drill team. This, this dude, this dude it's, you know, usually puts 100,000 miles on his wow. Goldwings before he moves them out. Um, he heard that he when he when we turned it on because uh, we're you know you always test it right. you know, before you put everything back on. He just went, "Holy cow, man! Come over here! Come over!" He's getting all the mechanics coming over, and it, it sounds like a sports car. Wow! That six cylinder engine, man! It's yeah. just it's like because yeah. normally they, they crazy, sound right? like uh, like George Jesson flying by. Yeah, it's just it, <laughs> you hear just the mechanical noise, yeah, right, from the engine yeah. or the yeah. drivetrain. Like you hear nothing from the exhaust, but. And that that's a flat six, if I remember, uh, in the Goldwing, or have they yeah, gone to a, uh, like a boxer six? Yeah, like a boxer yeah. six, so like a bigger version of your WRX, John. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Two more cylinders. Nice. That probably sounds pretty good, though. Oh, good, it's, good uh, exhaust on it. It's crazy. So yeah, we've had a few guys come back to us saying, "Yeah, I really want one because I need the pi- I need my pipes to get louder." Uh huh. Um, but they the thing about Goldwingers too, which is they also want it quiet. You right. know, like your fashionista right. episode thirty nine. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she 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 on those long hauls. You want the pipe to go quiet. Why? So that your ears don't go get shattered with the long ride. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, buddy, we got to talk about it because you're doing some long rides. You got to get you got to get some ear protection. Right, right. And start Rich. with our pipes. Yeah. Rich, Rich definitely. Rich, even riding I'm a full face helmet. <laughs> Doesn't that count? No, <laughs> no. Well, the other problem now is we have these the Senna Twenty S, which we've mm. just been. I don't. Everyone raves about these things. I did. I, we've yet to see it. We've just fumbled and like three IT guys trying to get a technical product working. It's just yeah. been a disaster. Yeah. yeah, it's been funny. <laughs> I uh, I have a Chatterbox, and uh, um, mostly because it's got a very long range, and then um, yeah. um, but it's but I use it mostly through the Bluetooth for my music and. Yeah, yeah, for that part, it's uh, music is is okay, but the intercom, two people intercom, great. When you add a third person, we we've got some. I don't know if it's a feedback loop or whatever, but one of the mics sounds like it's open. It broadcasts to everyone, then it comes back to the source, and the third person is always almost muted. Yeah. So Rico and I, fine. We we click in John, then we get noise across the line, and John, you can barely hear him. Yeah, it's. So we're just wrestling with it. It, it it takes a lot on the chatterbox. There's a squelch feature, which is all about the mic feedback. Exactly. I also upgraded the speakers to a Torque X because 
um, you just, you know, you want a really heavy duty speaker. So yeah. yeah. And the sun is all software now. So you have to figure out, okay, which setting, you know, which setting in the firmware is doing the mm. sensitivity and things like that. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Just, I mean, talking about that, I mean, we're meeting up this weekend with some guy I work with, uh, Matthew, that's has a Senna as well. And he's pretty much a geeky guy and I usually go to him for stuff. So he'll, maybe he'll get us straightened out tomorrow. Yeah, he'll get us straightened out. Well, if anybody can do it, you guys can. I mean, you know, motorcycle guys, come on. I know. Well, the other thing is we didn't want to mess around with it too much because we want to get down here. And it's like, all right, this is enough. Let's just go. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we've got one more quick topic. And uh, Aaron, we just wanted to say thanks again for bringing us up to speed on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And the exhaust is is fantastic. We wish you guys all the best of luck in the U.S. And thanks. I can't wait to see one in person. Thanks. Yeah. So one other topic, we do want to, we want to get a little information about what you ride, you know, your riding style, what you like to do, and you have a little side project as well that we want to talk about. So what are you riding currently? So for work, I'm riding a Road King, um, and nice. it's a police bike, so it's, uh, I'm pretty straight up and narrow on that bike, and everybody pays attention to me when I put the lights and they start blinking back and forth, so that's a pretty cool bike. Um my personal bike uh, is a Suzuki Hayabusa. Nice. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. 1,345 cc's, baby. Ooh. It rocks the free world. Horsepower? 197 oh. horsepower at just about 4,500 RPM. And there's 13,000 on the tack. Wow. And oh, how- man. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> well, I think that explains your your side project. So, yes. give us a little primer on les femmes vitesse. Les femmes vitesse. So, les femmes vitesse means in French, um, women of speed um, or fast women, but fast on bikes. Right. Um, of course. And so, this all started when uh, I was living in Los Angeles, and there's this crazy bitchin' road called the Angeles Crest Highway. And uh, it's about 30 miles of incredibly beautiful sweeping turns through the mountains. And then you end up at this like little breakfast joint somewhere in the middle of nowhere called Newcomb's Ranch. Uh, And I rolled up into it and this is one of my first rides there. And this gal comes up to me and she goes, you know, there's not a lot of women who ride big bikes, big sport bikes. (laughs) And I said, yeah, it's kind of big. And so we started talking. And then, and then she said, yeah, we got to kind of stick together. We got to kind of like, you know, be, just make, make sure we're acknowledging that this is pretty, pretty cool. And so somewhere along the way, I decided I was going to um, create this. And I actually uh, put it together and made this, uh, designed and made this little pin. Um, and it's, uh, it basically says Les Femmes Vitesse and the wings, of course, for speed. Yeah. And uh have given it out to probably about 200 uh, sport bike riders that I've met, uh, females, of course. So what, is the, what are the requirements for getting a pin? So I, I wanted to kind of... You can't get it, one. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> wrong anatomy. Well, oh, actually, darn. right anatomy, <laughs> but not for that. Okay. So in any case, the, uh, the, the requisite is you have to have over a 500cc bike. So no posers, Check. no Vespas. Um, you have to ride over, have ridden over a thousand miles, no newbies. Uh, I was going to put the third restriction, like you have to have at least blown past a hundred miles an hour once or twice. But then my sister said, who's also a motorcycle rider, she said, um, you probably don't want to do that. So the third requirement is 
you have to have gone full out and have the stories to tell about it. Wow. So do you have any neat stories that you can tell about real quick? Um, well, I guess there's, there's, a, there's a few. Um, a standout writer, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it, it almost is every time I ride. It's just so much fun. It's, and I tell you what's really fun is I, I usually ride in heels. And actually, sometimes I ride in these boots. Um, and I get, I get a lot of people saying, like, you know, the, the, the double takes are like, what that? And shoom, straight past you. Um, As they're twisting their face, you've already gone by. Yeah. Because yeah. just imagine this beautiful petite woman on that big Hayabusa. It's just like, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. And it's you know? black and pink, and my visor's like mirrored pink, right? And it's just crazy. Yeah, the the only the only well, there, there's always a story. The one the one that I think was cool is I finally got up to the North Georgia Mountains. Okay, um, so I'm going to the two wheels at Suchis, and then riding up from there and doing the loop around and coming back. Um, so I'm on the road, and there's like these three these three adventure bikers, BMW guys. And they're hauling ass. They're going pretty well. They're going pretty fast. But, you know, what do you know? I come up on them. And, uh, you, know, you, you know, as you're riding, you, you look at a pack like that, and you're like, okay, there's three guys. And um, one of them, the weaker in the bunch, is, is <laughs> the, run will, of the, will, the weaker will fall first. <laughs> so, so, you know, there was a straightaway, and all of a sudden, just, you know, whoo, straight past him, and he just kind of went like that. And next thing you know, there's like two more guys. And so I could see them. You can you can always tell they're they're looking they're looking at their rear views because I'm coming up fast on them, and they're like, "What is that?" And then suddenly I suddenly I'm on them, and then of course you know it's a classic guy thing. They start speeding up, and so I'm like, "Yeah, let's play." (laughs) (laughs) So so next thing you know, we're doing these winding turns, and I'm like, "Let's play some more." And when I ride, I I I have to because my bike's a bit heavy. I I get off the seat and I'm pushing over on it. And, uh, and so, you know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm right up on the second guy. The first guy is now actually seeing this and he's saying, I'm going to speed up. Well, the second guy's feeling a little uncomfortable with that. So there's like a little straightaway and I'm like, yeah, we're cruising at about, I don't know, probably 50, 60, maybe 70 miles an hour. And I'm in, I'm in like, you know, nice, respectable fourth gear, keeping the RPMs down. All of a sudden, I'm like, watch this, bitch. It goes down into third. Whoa, straight by this guy. And literally, he's like, whoa. And so now there's one left. And so I'm on this guy, and I just sail right by him, too. And he's like, damn. And then he follows me. And that boy was good because yeah. I am like leaning. And I, at one point, I'm leaning so much I can feel my boot scrape. And I'm like, Ooh. yeah, I don't, I'm, didn't, I'm not a knee scraper, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting over. Yeah. And so then finally, after like, I don't know, after about half an hour of that, uh-huh. um, there's a straightaway. And I was like, come on, you go, you know, because yeah. he's the guy. You got to let him. God, you know, you can't, <laughs> I, can't, him little, I can't emasculate yeah, him. <laughs> and so anyway, we get at the end of the story, we get off. Uh, he pulls over into a gas station. I pull over and. And uh, takes off his helmet. I take off my helmet. Now, I wish I had really good hair because I wish I could shake my hair. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. Sorry. What happened, God? But anyway, he looked at me and he goes, way to go, girl. And I was like, all right. (laughs) That's all you're going to give me? Fine. Thanks. His friend pulls up and just screams at the top of his lung, you are a mad woman. (laughs) So we knuckled and it was great. But yeah, those, those kind of stories happen a lot. I love it. Wow. So he almost earned his wings, but just wrong anatomy. Yeah, anatomy. yeah. It's a, it's 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 a tough one, but it's been fun because the thing about Leif MV Vitesse is 
it is, and you can read this on the website. It's like anti everything. It's it's like there is no social media sign up. There is no kind of cause celeb. There is no email campaigns. In fact, it says we'll find you. The only way you get these is if one of us finds you on the mountain, on the straight, and you're on a badass ride, and mm-hmm. some badass bitch in her leather comes up and says, "How'd you like to have one of those?" That's how you know you're exclusive. in. Exclusive. That's how you know. Very that's the exclusive. Club, huh? Yeah. Oh, yoy, yoy. So that's 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 kind of what I do in my off time. Wow. Wow, it's all yeah, you know. I got chill bumps just just thinking about it. So apparently, she likes to play with her prey before she pounces them and kills them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a cat. Yeah, cat, yeah. You know? that's cool. Yeah. But don't no, I don't don't get the wrong impression. Um, at, at least when I'm in like in among serious sport riders, when those boys show up with their Dionese full leathers, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can usually keep up. But those guys usually okay. trash me, so I'm not I'm not the fastest yeah. chick. So, on the what head. are some of like uh, some good roads that you've written that you can brag about? You know, I've I've been in Atlanta for about um, coming on five months, and so the Georgia mountains were really the fun part for me, and I'm, I can't wait to get back to those. Before that, I was spent uh, about 15 years in LA, and uh, all I can tell you is. Uh, Mm. For anybody who hasn't ridden out there, go. Um, the Angeles Crest Highway is incredible. There's all kinds of mountain roads in the San Gabriels. Malibu Canyon is insane. Um, beautiful roads. A lot of stars out there, too. I've met a lot of stars um, who ride. Uh, and just the ocean, the ocean highway, PCH, is uh, Highway 1 is just insane. And the secret, which I shouldn't say this on air because it's a total secret, and now you're sworn not to tell okay. anybody. Pinky promise? No one's uh, listening. The don't, great don't. thing about the West Coast is no bugs. I'll say it again. No bugs. It's like hmm. I could go riding for an hour, and there's nothing on my visor. Nothing. Clean teeth. And, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, here, here you can, you know, the bugs are the size of birds, so you have to yeah. really be careful. <laughs> So uh, that's I rough. Something on tip of my tongue as far as oh, they all die of uh, dehydration because <laughs> they're so dry out. Yeah, yeah that's right. No water. <laughs> that's yeah. right. It is dry. So just a couple months in Atlanta, found any any good roads here? Probably just everything's north, right, to the mountains. Everything's north. Yeah. 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 It's like Charlotte. We get we got to get a couple hours out of the city before well, it gets the good. Land, so, unless you like playing Frogger and then stay in the city. Yeah, but you know what's. What's really crazy is that there's a lot of bikers in the Southeast and a lot of bikers in Atlanta. So one Saturday I'm out, I just decided to go to Fellini's Pizza and get a slice of pizza. And I'm, I'm done. I had a beer, had a slice. I'm feeling good, getting back on my bike. And all of a sudden you hear them, right? And I'm looking down Peachtree and I'm like, wow, like a pack of five bikers. And then I look up the road and I see like another pack you see of more. like five or 10 bikers. And I'm like, whoa, there must be something going on. And then like 20 more came and I'm like, damn, I'm looking down the road and I'm like, damn, there's like a hundred sport bikes. So I get on my bike, I turn around and I start joining them. There was over 500 sport bikes that were cruising down Peachtree and actually got reported on. It was some big event that they were doing. I have no idea what uh-huh. they were doing. I, I just was it. like, this yeah. is cool. <laughs> this is cool. It's like Bike Week broke out in the middle oh, of the week. Oh, it was like Bike Week. It was like Bike Week. It's insane. So, yeah, there's, there's fun around here. Good stuff. 
Well, like I said, we wish you the best of luck here in Atlanta and and with your company. So, Rico, any uh, final thoughts here? Uh, Yeah, I think that's it. Well, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure and love your episodes and love listening to you guys and can't wait to see this stuff. I know. We'll put this one out as video, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. John didn't haul all this stuff to Atlanta for nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that came in handy. You know? Yeah. Thanks, John, again. I know there's a lot more gear this time that we had to pack and and haul so couldn't do it without the wrx of course no problem but talking about that oh yeah we have one more surprise one more surprise i almost forgot what what was that so so last night we get back to the room doing a test and i had to do a surprise news to the guys well we have to set it up so you know john doesn't ride yeah and we keep teasing him a little bit and he's like no it's never gonna happen never gonna happen right and his wife's like no way no way never and then last night he says I bought a bike. <laughs> no way. We were floored. He broke down. Yeah. Don't tell me it's a Vespa, dude, because that is not right. Nope. <laughs> no. It's a 2014 Canyon Spider. Whoa. Yeah. The RSS mo- or the RSS. So model. the sporty one. The sporty one. So, yeah. dude, I'm impressed. So, when he told us. So that was our news last night, and these guys had no this idea. And you know, I kept bugging, like, we need to do audio test, audio test, and Rich is like. Oh, do we have to? I was just tired. It's like, yes, we have everything. It's going to work. We're going to plug it in. John's like, I, I really think we should do a dry run. Like, let's plug it all in. Let's make sure it all oh, works. That's the- okay, John. Yes, let's do it. And then he he just kind of softballed it out there. He he just mentioned it casually. Like, now that I have a bike, you know, I got this and that. And I'm more like, we kind of like. Wait, 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 say, say that again. Just say, now that I. A, what? <laughs> I'm yeah. so We were impressed. dumbfounded. Yeah, so last night when you mentioned something about, Rich said last night at dinner talking about it, about the fact of... John doesn't uh, ride. John doesn't get a ride. We're going to get him there. And I'm like, <laughs> we got to have a talk. Dude, I'm so impressed. You finally grew a pair. I'm really... Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. So okay, it, you can leave <laughs> it out. <laughs> no, we can leave it in. We'll leave it in. Snip. <laughs> yeah. But we that's fantastic. You're going to have such fun. That's yeah, that's that's the thing. It's going to think it's going to be fun. The wife is, uh, you know... As I told the guys, it's probably been in the works for about three months. It's been kind of working on it. I took the permit test, and in fact, uh, this past weekend, I took the motorcycle safety class. Very good. At the Ray Price Harley Davidson dealership in uh, my area. So I went and did that. So it was, it was a good time, a good way to learn. And it's uh, I have a lot of gear, too. So. That's but no, bad. But no idea. And that's, that's why... You're 46, because we've got to put 45 hours, John. Surprise. So, so sorry, Aaron. I'm it was like an hour. Oh, there you go. I'm bumping you a little bit. Sorry. No worries. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, guys. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Well, that's going to do it for episode 46. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Also want to thank Ms. Aaron Shaw again for being a gracious host while we were in Atlanta. We had a great time talking with her today and also thank her for the other two guests that were lined up that will be in future episodes. Also want to give a, a big thanks to Rico and John for helping me on this endeavor. I know it's not easy to pack up a bunch of gear and, and head off, especially on bikes, and, and then put together a, a couple different episodes. So again, another big thanks to Rico and John for all of their help. I also want to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, their monthly donation is what keeps the show going, and we have generous rewards for that contribution. And if you're also enjoying the show, would like to keep it ad-free and receive some of those same rewards for your contribution, check out our donation page at loudpipes.net slash donate. 
There's also a link there for one-time donations and support of any size is greatly appreciated, although we do prefer the monthly Patreon model. Show notes, including links for this episode, can be found at our website, loudpipes.net slash 46. And don't forget, if you haven't checked out the video version, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We put a, put a lot of work into creating a video version of this episode, and I think you'll enjoy it. And the best way to keep up with our show is to subscribe. On the right-hand side of our website, you will find links to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now Google Play Music. If you're on a mobile device, those links will be at the bottom of the page. If you can't support us monetarily, we understand, so the next best thing to do is to tell a friend to listen to Loud Pipes and leave a star rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. If you feel the show is less than five stars or you have questions or comments, please drop us a note at feedback at rdubstudios.com or click on the feedback link on our website. That's going to do it for episode 46. Kickstands are going up. We're going to ride out. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Take care. This has been an R-Dub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.